Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Island Earth Anxiety, a podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me via Skype is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, uh, it is 1.55 p.m. on Sunday, July the 1st. And as of about, I don't know, 50 some odd minutes ago, uh, it's over. Uh, John Tavares is no longer a New York Islander. He's now a Toronto Maple Leaf, signing a uh, seven-year deal worth $11 million a year. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. Go off. What can, I, <laughs> what, what can we say? It's Yeah, there's a lot going on right now. It, it 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 really it sucks because it and it's and we kind I think everybody was kind of prepared for it but maybe since like February when shit really started to hit the fan but the way that this went down is like pathetic and like kind of ruined him and like the whole thing is just like how like what I don't know like the guy the guy was like built around this like aura of of being this kind of pros pro really cared about the crest on the front kind of guy. And then he completely fucked the Islanders <laughs> and they're, and they're the, like, this is what I say to my friend, like we're the Islanders. So it's not like, you know, John Tavares, if, if, if we were the Rangers or the Bruins or something, we can go get somebody else. Like the Islanders are not that don't have that luxury. So it, 
you're very important to the team and you know that like he knows the landscape of the franchise and he turned it on its head by doing it this way uh arthur staple has already you know put out a, a he just before the signing happened uh, staple put out an article on the athletic and if you haven't signed up for it yet now would be the right time to do it and i know it's probably not the right time for me to say that but you're going to want to read it because i think in that article and in the articles in the coming days we're going to get more insight into this but yeah, he puts it into stark terms, exactly what you're saying. He, he doesn't say he fu- Tavares fucked the Islanders because, uh, I don't know if you can say that on the athletic, but that's basically what happened. Uh, right up until midnight Saturday, uh, sounds like Tavares was talking to the Islanders about an eight year contract extension and let that go. And, you know, decided at the end of the day that he would wanted to live his childhood dream and sign with the Maple Leafs. And, you know, Tavares leaving, is like you said, I mean, for a lot of us, it was a foregone conclusion. I mean, I kind of went, I was assumed he was going to leave for a long time. And then, you know, when they hired Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz, I thought, okay, well, now he's going to stay. So it's been kind of a roller coaster. Uh, and I'll talk more about the literal, actual roller coaster of the Tavares Encyclopedia in a little bit. But, you know, him leaving is one thing, but like to do it in such a way that it leaves the team in a serious lurch, which is the way to staple put it. You know, they're screwed. Like, you know, they, he did this on the morning of free agency. So, like, free agents are going left and right. And, you know, are any of them really all-star players? No, not really. I mean, they, they kept Thomas Hickey, so that's good. But, you know, this this is going to put a serious damper on whatever plans the Islanders had. And they're going to have to go out and make trades now. They're not going to get what they need from free agency anyway this year because the best free agent available was John Tavares. So, you know, this is really putting this franchise in a bind. And I don't think people realize it because, like you said, we're the Islanders and nobody really cares. But like he's been saying for the entire time, the run up to this entire period that he loves playing here and he wants to be here and, and, you know, he wanted to make it work and he loves it. And then to just leave his team in the worst possible spot to go to another team, it doesn't really betray that love, right? I mean, that's a little bit crazy. No, it, it is. And like he could have gone about this in a hundred thousand different ways. And this is the only way he could have left the, this way like with the worst complete possible heel. way to leave yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was honestly bizarre yeah. last night yesterday i spent my entire day in bed and i'm sure a lot of people did the same thing just refreshing twitter it was a beautiful day i mean it's hot but right. like i should have been outside hmm. but i was just waiting for this guy to do something and he didn't do anything and he didn't give any inkling to anybody like right. the dallas stars were still in the run-up until you know <laughs> yeah the Sharks apparently were there too. And like, you know, what have they been saying? I mean, they've been making moves too, but like all of them have been sitting on this, you know? Yeah. And he just, he screwed everybody. He screwed everybody and he did it in such a way that was so un John Tavares, like, yeah. who I, I guess he's not like, you know, what we thought he was, I guess, where he's like supposed to be this, you know, lead by example kind of guy. And it's wrong. Like, it's, yeah. I'm genuinely disturbed by it. Yeah. He's, I hope he never wins a Stanley Cup with <laughs> goddamn Maple Leafs. Yeah. Like he's turned the Maple Leafs into this like horrible horror show. Like I, I'm, I'm like thinking of sex with my friend. Like I might hate them more than I hate the Rangers right now. Well, the Rangers right now are are you know as, again as of two o'clock uh, today. I mean things can change, but I mean they're kind of harmless right now. But yeah, you know, I mean the Maple Leafs fan base has been pretty insufferable forever, and and I'm glad today that I blocked Steve Dangle and was blocked by James Myrtle. So I think I've been shielded by a lot of it. I follow, I follow a lot of Maple Leaf fans that are, that are pretty good people. Um, but this is, you know, Tyler Dello said it too. Like this is going to lend credence to 
literally every single one of those. Wow, this guy wants to go home and play there. Like that. This is this is the have. This is the thing. This is the test case. You know, I mean, he's done this. He put out a picture. I guess that's our segue to his tweet. So John Tavares only has tweeted like maybe fifty times in the last six years. He's not like a big social media guy, but you know, he tweeted uh, some missives about you know to the Islanders and the fans. And he also tweeted a picture of him sleeping on his Maple Leafs bed sheets with his uh, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace uh, Naboo fighter uh, toy in his bed, which is very cute, although that movie sucked. But, um, you know, this is going to lead credence to all of that. And, uh, again, I might as well get this over with now. Where is this thing here? Uh, to all Islanders fans, this is from John Tavares' Twitter account. Uh, if you haven't unfollowed him already, it might be a good time. But uh, he writes... To all Islanders fans, these past six days have been nothing I could have ever expected. Making the toughest decision of my life to stay where I have been my entire career or take a calculated leap of faith into an opportunity that I believe will be a special, will be special to me and my family. The island has been home. It's what I know. It's part of me. It always will be. I can't thank you all enough for the dedication you have shown. I'm sorry if this decision pains you as you can tell it wasn't easy, but I have trust in the future because, but have trust in the future because it is bright. The Islanders are in great hands. I'm thankful that I had the opportunity to be an Islander for as long as I did. The island, the fans, the organization, my teammates will always be special to me and my family, but it's time to live my childhood dream here in Toronto. Let me just say, with all due respect, John, you're full of shit. <laughs> like, you left, you took them, I just say, dude, I took the money, I wanted to be a Leaf, I'm gone. Like, don't yeah. don't feed me this claptrap about how much the island means to you, because clearly, it didn't mean all that much. Yeah, if you wanted to do that and you wanted to leave with grace, you would have done it by saying, trade me. I'm not signing here because I want to be a Maple Leaf. And then you could send that note out and we would be like, you know what? We don't blame you. But yeah, fuck that. Dude, I was so I, and you know what? We all knew that was coming, too, because when, yeah. when we knew he wasn't going to sign, we're like, yeah. oh, great. Like, here comes the Players, Players Tribune, Tribune article. New, yeah. Newsday. I'm, Newsday paid ad. I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. Newsday oh, my God. And then and then not like, what, what was it? Six seconds later, he put up this picture of him with yeah. in the. The bed sheets, yeah. yeah. So expect to see that up there. And look, again, we're not naive to what the Islanders are and, and what kind of team they are. This is a team that needs a lot of help. I mean, they missed the playoffs by 17 points last season. They missed the playoffs the year before by God only knows oh, one point. Sorry. So, I mean, you got to swing there. Uh, you know, they, they've got holes all around the lineup. They still need a goalie, which they still don't have right now. Um, you know, Matthew Barzell is very good. Uh, one rookie of the year. Anders Lee has scored 40 goals. Hey, look, Josh Bailey's a good player. You got to admit it. He's a pretty good player. And they've got some good players around the edges, but we get it. Like the Leafs are a really, really good team. And the San Jose Sharks are a really, really good team. Like they're all the teams that the Islanders are competing against, except for the Dallas Stars in the playoffs. Those are really, really good teams. And him leaving to join a good team, again, isn't part of the problem. The problem was the way he left and the way he, he, and somebody said this on Twitter. He ghosted the Islanders. Like he ghosted them. He just went dark mm-hmm. <laughs> until its clock ran out. And then he signed with the Leafs. And you can't do that. Like, dude, you can't do that. And, and like you, you brought up, he, he asked for the team not to trade him. I mean, it, whether it was in like overt and he said to them, Hey, don't trade me, or it was implied that he didn't want to be traded. Either way, it doesn't matter. They didn't trade him and they could have gotten a package of picks and prospects in whatever form. And they didn't because he didn't want to be traded. I, we had heard that they, he wanted to play at Nassau Coliseum, so they cooked up this cockamamie split season schedule. That apparently was not true also. You know, you name it. Like, they brought in his guys. They, they signed a Stanley Cup winning coach. <laughs> like, you know, it's, I, I don't, it's, this is not something that I think people are going to get over quickly. They don't have a choice. They're going to have to. But I think if you 
if you harbor, you know, some ill feelings for a long time about this, I don't blame you because this is, it's a I, I think it's, yeah, it's a great point because I think people and mostly people in the media are going to say like, you know, the Islanders blew it. And you know what? They're goddamn right. They blew it. Like yeah, the Islanders absolutely. really <laughs> did blow it, but you didn't blow it. I didn't blow it. Like, and, and just because the Islanders mishandled the situation doesn't mean that John Tavares doesn't do it, do right by the team that drafted him and the fans that love this guy, including you and I, like, like it's, it's, it's not his fault that, that it got to this point, but it's his fault that the way that he took the ball and put it over the line and just drove a stake into all of our hearts. Like that's, the, yeah. It's it's he and people are burning jerseys or whatever and like sure like that's who who like n- nobody's saying to go burn a jersey but right. I could and I think it's like a troll move and kind of at this point like a parody of itself but like if if that's how mad you are go yeah. go do it I don't care I'm not gonna make fun of you this is so wrong yeah it's so wrong no you you you're, that's I mean you just summed it up perfectly like he he didn't choose what happened to the Islanders but he chose the way he went out and he went out like a punk. Basically, like it's not, it's not cool. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody not to burn their jersey. I'm not going to tell anybody to go out and burn a jersey. Like you have to, you're going to have to deal with this as you want. Um, you know, I, I feel, again, my, my feelings on whether he was going to stay or not fluctuated hourly, daily. It was very irritating. Uh, it was exhausting. Uh, you know, which is another reason why he should have handled it better. Like he's not naive. He knows what's going on. on. Absolutely. And, and he knew what was going to happen. And I think that's probably why. Like he knew, you know, it's almost like, you know, you want to break up with somebody, but you don't want to tell them. Like, so you just kind of stop calling them and that's ghosting. Like it's just, it's not working that way. It's not going to work that way when there's, you know, a few million people that are invested in your life. And it's just, yeah, it's, uh, I was telling, I was telling my daughter, my, my daughter and my wife were going out to, uh, to my mother-in-law's pool, um, just as, as the news broke and I told, told them and, my daughter was like, so you're not going to be a fan of his? You're not going to like him anymore? And I'm like, I don't know, Josie. Right now, I don't. But it's it's going to, you know, I got to have to think about it. And she got sad because I was sad. And I was like, it's okay. I was like, you know, life goes on and, and we have more important things to, to worry about. And, you know, I mean, you know, we just have to get on. I said, hey, my, my favorite player got traded. And I, I didn't even know until the next day. Like, we didn't have Twitter back then. Like, I woke up one day and Pat LaFontaine <laughs> wasn't an Islander anymore. So he was a Buffalo Sabre. But when I played video games, I always played as Buffalo because I got to play as, as LaFontaine again. And the Islanders got a good player in return. So things happen. But what's the way it went out? He went out in, in a really unsatisfying and yet totally Islanders way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very Islanders. Like you said yesterday, it was par for the course. And, mm. Yeah. It's like we were we were so happy in the last show we were talking about, and I think I said like you know I can't wait for it all to come. I'm not can't wait, but like I'm just as an Islander fan, you just wait for it all to come crashing down around you, and that's and now it is like it took two weeks. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and I don't blame like there's going to be a lot of blame to go around for you know reporters who who came up with this stuff, and there's a lot of rumor mongers out there that could all jump in a lake. I mean, for lack of a better word, like get fucked, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, like j- that... jump in a lake with your phone, so it goes on the fritz and you can't ever tweet again. <laughs> I mean, I hope all of them, uh, you know, sit in gum the next time they go to the movies. Like, I just, I can't. There's a lot of people out there that threw a lot of shit against the wall in the hopes that it stuck or the hopes that they, you know, got clicks. And man, I got a whole encyclopedia 
packed to the gills with links of people who are bloggers just like us. They're regular folks who wrote some real tripe. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, some real garbage was put out there uh, that was uninformed. And I mean, come on, man. you got to have more respect for yourself. And then there are the, the reporters that should know better than to throw junk against the walls and, and just see if it, if it stuck. You know, Arthur Staple is not one of those guys. Like, he reported as best he could what was happening when there was nothing going on. And, like, you know, when you hear that Tavares is talking to Lou Lamorello before he actually, Lamorello actually takes the job, it's kind of on us that we get, like, you know, geeked up and, and hyped up about it. And then you hear that, you know, they hired Barry Trotz and you want, and you find out that Trotz talked to Tavares about it. Like, these are reports and these, this is information and how we processed it, um, you know, was different for all of us. And I you know for me, me, myself personally, like I got excited and I would thought that, you know, I, I totally believe the theory that why would Trotz and Lamorella take these jobs if they didn't think Tavares was coming back? Like, I said that to made, myself every night before I went too. to bed. Like, it, just, it, totally, it totally makes lot, all the logical sense in the world. Like, why would you do that? I mean, this is a, you know, this went from being a big job to being a, oh my God, kind of job. Like this, you know, Barry Trotz didn't have a team like this. You know, when the, the, since the first year Predators made, like, it's, it's gonna be a lot of work now without this guy. And I'm, and you know, they're sports guys, they're athletes, they always want the challenge, and I'm sure they're gonna, you know, try and work hard at it. And I, I have more faith in them, I said this on Twitter, I have more faith in Lamorello and Trotz than I did in Snow and, and Doug Wade. But ultimately, you know, we, we chose to take these reports in, and, and you know, we try, I, I personally tried to, separate the wheat from the chaff and, and listen to the people that I trusted, you know, Bob McKenzie among them, Elliot Friedman, you take those, even if you didn't like the information, you took that information and you hoped that, you know, it led to resigning and it didn't. Meanwhile, you know, guys like, like Pierre Lebrun is a good reporter and I trust him and stuff, but when he starts like throwing shit out there about, you know, maybe there's a sign and trade in the works and it's like a, a topic of conversation for two days, that's the stuff that annoys me because that led to nothing and it was based on nothing and it just became a thing. And I've wasted a lot of time on that, and it's just energy I'm never going to get back. It's, it's. I mean, it's like, <laughs> man, that I'm just thinking about that whole encyclopedia too, and it's just how gratifying it would have. Mm. And I, and it's not the right thing to do to think about it this way, but now I'm doing it, and just how gratifying it would be to go back and read that thing with John Tavares still on the team, and now he's not, and now it's a completely different thing. Now it's like a weapon for like hatred of him and the Leafs and the media. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the this, <sighs> sorry, this just in from Darren Dreger, um, who threw his share of shit against the wall too. Uh, Tavares started to lean towards the Leafs on Thursday slash Friday, and Brisson spent all day yesterday negotiating with Toronto. Oh, that's great. Uh, Staples says he was also negotiating with the Islanders, so that, and this does not refute mm-hmm. that. So maybe he was kind of bo- playing both sides, and I mean that's that's what agents do. I mean that's their job. So, um, but hey, you know what? I mean, it, it is it is what it is now, and the Islanders have to. You know, I mean, Staples has been writing this for a while now. Like, he's been, you know, the Islanders have to get on with the business of, of hockey. And, and whether John Tavares was ever going to be on the team, they need to figure it out. And right now, it's Calder winner Matthew Barzell, a couple other dudes, and, uh, Thomas Grice and Gold. And they need to, they need to fill a lot of holes right now. And, you know, as far as, as much as Islanders fans need to fill a lot of holes <laughs> in, uh, their allegiances and their hearts and their spirits and their minds. Um, you know, Lou Lamorello and his team have a job to do and they need to figure out who the hell's going to be on this team right now. Um, we didn't have a, a show after the draft. Doesn't really, you know, it's not on the top of anybody's mind right now, but the Islanders had apparently a really good draft. They got Oliver Wallstrom and Noah Dobson 11 and 12. Those two guys were supposed to go in the top 10. 
They got Bodie yes, Wild. Th- thanks, thanks to Islanders captain John Tavares for reaching out to Oliver Wallstrom after he got yeah. drafted too. Hey, there you go. Wow, what a guy. What a stand-up guy. Yeah. And and apparently he reached out to a bunch of other prospects too, so there you go. Um, they got, uh, they drafted in the second round a guy named Bodie Wild, who has a great name, who was not the name of, uh, of, uh, Patrick Swayze's character in Point Break, which just sounds like that. Uh, they got a bunch of other guys. They got the best goalie in the draft, although that's kind of faint praise. Uh, they got a Russian guy whose name I can't remember now. Uh, oh, Ruslan Iskahov, who was apparently pretty good, just a little guy. So, I mean, you know, Maybe the future's not going to be that bad, but that doesn't really mean anything right now. <laughs> An hour after John Tavares has left. I mean, all that stuff is for later, and that's for me to figure out, but here we are. It's it's the end of an era and the beginning of a new one, and um, yeah, it is it is what it is. I mean, I know we all hate that phrase, but it is what it is, and, and here we go. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, there's just nothing you can do about it now, and that's, there was nothing we could do about it, you know, I guess basically since he was drafted like mm. I, i'm not saying that this was his plan all along but like it definitely certainly it certainly seems like there was definitely you know when when he started to go radio silent about the extension like basically going all the way back to last july that you know that there's probably a good chance that he was just like you know what like i will definitely entertain the the chance to be a maple leaf and to now look at like I mean, I, I, I do, I mean, <laughs> let me take a break from the Tavares passion to say, I, I do believe though that, you know, he was, uh, you know, the, the idea of going through the free agency process, I think was genuine. And I, and I don't think he went into that process expecting to just be like, well, the hell with the Islanders, I'm out of here. I, I think he went into that process because he's a big union guy, as, as we know from, from Staples reporting. And I think he, he wanted to see that process through and, and had made a, uh, a conscious choice, maybe as long as a year ago, maybe two years ago, to to see that process through. But you know, because he's that's his right as a member of the NHLPA, and I get that. And again, like we've been saying, you know, leaving the Islanders has makes all the sense in the world when you look at you know objectively the roster, objectively look at the rosters and the construction and you know where the team is at and stuff. And I we get all that, but. To go about it the way he did is wrong, and and to not, I mean, even Stan Fischler. Let me find the tweets that Stan, you know, I think speaks for a lot of us. And hey, look, a lot of people outside the Islanders don't love Stan. We do, obviously, we have a personal connection to the man. But uh, Stan writes, "Dear John Tavares, thanks for being so available under difficult interviewing situations." Now, one question: What took you so long to make this toughest decision? Why didn't you tell the Islanders owners sooner? And then the next tweet, he writes, "Much sooner." As in, soon enough so that the club you were so devoted to could make a move to compensate for your loss. Just wondering, Pat. Which is Stan's way of saying, man, <laughs> you screwed him over. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. Like, I get it. And, and, you know, maybe we'll, we'll get over this at some point, but right now it's, it's pretty tough. Yeah. And I, I think he, he like almost puts it perfectly, Stan, and that, and we keep saying, like, you, this, he beats the Islander drum for nine years and this whole Toronto thing was a media pipe dream. And then it just, it comes to be like, he could have helped the Islanders immensely two days ago. Right. Right. Two, two, like it, it, not saying like not requesting the trade, whatever, maybe at that point, like you said, maybe I was getting carried away. Like he, he did really intend on staying with the Islanders, but Mm. had he told the Islanders two days ago, Hey, yeah, I don't, I'm not coming back. The Islanders could move. You know, maybe he didn't want to say anything because he didn't know himself. But it sounds like he may have had an inkling. 
and it would have been just a much cleaner break to just be like, hey, I'm not coming back and just leave. But. And and another thing too is like everyone because of Steven Stamkos hmm. and the fucking Stamkos playbook that we kept hearing <laughs> about, and him and John Tavares are such good friends, and Steven Stamkos is you know basically laid out the groundwork for how this is supposed to go down, hmm. and then he goes back to the Leafs, like I mean the Lightning, like. If, if John Tavares like was get us, he could have even just told them, told us months ago, I'm going to go through the whole process. You know, I saw what Steven did, and, and like it sounds like that's a good idea. I've earned that right, which he had. Like it would have, that could have helped too, because the Islanders, I think, fully expected them. Like I mean, till two, till basically Friday night, I think everybody, everyone was like, oh yeah, it's he's coming back to the Islanders. But I think Bob McKenzie tweeted out, yeah, the general feeling yeah. is he's just going to go back to the Islanders. Yeah. Everybody you talk to says he's going back. That was Bob's step. At that point, like, had he just dropped something saying it's not a done deal or or somebody did, Mm. you know, it would have been help. It would have just helped all of us. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I started the encyclopedia, Tavares contract encyclopedia under the original title, the the complete encyclopedia of John Tavares telling the Toronto Maple Leaf to get lost. Because for the first, like, six entries, that was exactly what he did. I mean, the whole thing started with an interview, a radio interview uh, for Sportsnet in the middle of the summer where he was just in town to to do some training, I think, at the Biosteel camp and taking a Blue Jays game. And the the host was joking with him, like, hey, so, you know, when you join the Leafs, blah, blah, blah. And Tavares was like, well, I wouldn't be so sure of that. I'm really, you know, I love being where I am and I don't really want to move and blah, blah, blah. And uh that was what it was. And again, the first three or four entries were all about that. And here we are two years later, and a lot's changed. I mean, they obviously got off Matthews in that time, and the fortunes of both teams have completely changed. And you now we haven't talked a lot about Garth Snow. He is obviously at fault a lot <laughs> since he was the general manager up until about a month ago. Um, he deserve, definitely deserves his share of blame, if not for just the Tavares negotiations or non-negotiations, as it were, for just not making a team that John Tavares – would want to play for. I mean, it's pretty simple. Like, you know, you, anybody can, any team can miss the playoffs in one year. Hey, shit happens. Like, you know, sometimes it's just not your year, man. Everything that can go wrong does go wrong and you're out of luck. What are you going to do? Once is a fluke. Two years in a row is a pattern and now you suck. And to do that <laughs> two years in a row means that your team just isn't that good. And, and, you know, Garth right now is, I mean, I would say he's out of a job. He's into a different job and he's replaced by, Lou Lamorello, maybe he'll be out of a job someplace else. Doug Waite's definitely out of a job because they just didn't act. Like, you know, Garth acted like this thing was going to be a done deal and Tavares was never going to leave. Well, guess what? He's gone. And the Islanders have literally nothing to show for it. Nothing. So, thanks, Garth. Thanks, the Garth. Islanders have nothing to show for Kyle Poso, <laughs> Franz Nielsen. Nielsen, and John Tavares. The mm-hmm. core. Yeah, the core. They have Josh Bailey to show for. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, you know what? All due respect to Josh Bailey. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm sure he's a great guy and he's turned into an okay player, but you know, all this, this, this rebuild, the, the rebuild that we've all been, you know, all about since 2008 has yielded Josh Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, all the, everybody else came in from trade, you know, Letty, Boychuk. You know, I don't know if you count like Barzell from that, that era because he came around just a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, Josh Bailey's the only guy left. And, and Anders Lee, I guess we could throw in there because because Lee was drafted at that time, but he didn't show up until you know three three years later. 
But I guess you, you can kind of make a case that Lee's there too. But yeah, that's it. Oh well, well, yeah, yeah. Hell of a hell of a job by Garth. Yeah, uh, <laughs> great. Um, hell of a job, Snowy. <laughs> There's yeah. a topical reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tweet that. So there you go. Uh, uh, so, but I, uh, yeah, the blame is just the blame goes around to everybody. There's, there's, like, no, there's nobody that's blameless here. Nope, it's it's insane except for the fans. Except us, usual. yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. like we did it, we did everything we could. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I want to leave on a high note. I want to leave on a positive note. Uh, I know we've done this a couple of times because we never know what's going to be our last show of the season. <laughs> Perhaps our last show ever. We don't know. Uh, that's kind of what the, uh, the charm of this show is. We kind of fly by the seat of our pants, but, uh, in all sincerity, um, thank you very much for listening to, to us. Um, you know, we, we, this is almost like a therapy session for Mike and I, uh, we want to thank you for, for taking the ride with us and, and taking these sessions with us. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's a cliche, but it's true. Like if, if nobody listened to the show, we, I don't know how long we would have done it. We certainly would have done it for two or three seasons now. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate your reviews. We appreciate your kind words on Twitter or on the website. Uh, we obviously appreciate, um, you know, uh, Dom for all of his amazing work at Lighthouse Hockey. And he's taken on so much more responsibility as I've kind of only have time left to focus on the encyclopedia. And I feel really bad because he's done even more. I mean, this is almost like, you know, 2009 levels of him doing pretty much everything. And I feel bad because I don't have enough time to do anything besides the encyclopedia. But, um, you know, we really appreciate everybody for listening and going on with this. And and you may not feel the way we do, and that's fine. And, and if you don't, you're, there's nothing wrong with that. You, you need to feel how you feel. And if you're pissed to high heaven that Tavares left, be pissed. If you're happy for him, hey, be happy for him. That's great. If you're excited for the Islanders' future, the Matthew Barzell era, hey, man, do that too. But, you know, just, just be you and take it how you need to. Please try and limit property destruction as best you can because that doesn't solve anything. But uh, we do thank you for listening, and we do thank you for, for allowing us to sound off and um, just be there for each other, basically. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and, and I was actually – I was I was going to say this yesterday to a buddy in, or on Twitter or something, and then I thought, you know, it's a little mopey or whatever, and there are no silver linings really. But the only silver lining in this is like how many Islander fans have just reached out like and I've talked to like the past day or two and just been like, dude, like thank God for each other. <laughs> basically yeah. like yeah. it's just it's if if i had to go through this with like a different fan base oh my lord yeah no, that's, yeah, no that's that's the thing like and that's that's actually you know i have thought about that like we are not alone here like we're not we're not alone in this and and i don't know if that makes you feel better makes me feel a little bit better than yeah it does it does. there are other islanders fans out there. it does and it you know i mean i know the joke is that there aren't any but we know that that's not the case and, and brian compton for it's been saying this for years, like, they're out there, and, and you know, this fan base is kind of goes quiet sometimes, but if it makes you feel any better, we're, we're out there, and, and, you know, there are other people feeling the same things that you are, again, whatever that may be, so. So, Mike, uh, we're, we're both headed to different places this summer, which is great. <laughs> I recommend we get away <laughs> as far yeah. as possible, um, but, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, what next season is going to, uh, going to bring for us, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, and uh, don't be afraid to reach out to any to any of us on Twitter. Yeah. I think that yeah uh, that goes. I mean, like I was I was, I was talking about Reagan and uh, Ca- Carrie yesterday, like on Twitter all night, and it's just it made me feel just a lot better. Uh, so yeah, yeah. 
Whatever sucks, you gotta do to but, make you feel better that doesn't involve at least you know, yeah, at least it, it's you know, like like Churchill always says, like you never let a good crisis go to waste. So hopefully that happens and this <laughs> kind of galvanizes this yeah. team. And mm-hmm. the Islanders, the like the, the the height of the John Tavares Islanders was when they had a chip on their shoulder. And yeah. this is now a gigantic chip on the Islanders' shoulder. And yeah, like putting a chip on Lou Lamarillo's shoulder is not a smart move. So I just hope to high heavens, like he hate. I hope he hates Kyle Dubas. I hate Kyle Dubas. I hate Kyle Dubas's grandma, like yeah. for that tweet she sent out too. <laughs> yeah, um, like it, it occurred, I was telling my wife this, you know, when I was last night when I was just watching Twitter and explaining what the ramifications of this were. I was like, you know, I got to deal with these Leafs fans, and I was like, you know, Leafs fans are basically like just an entire nation of Sheldon Coopers, you know, like just obnoxious. <laughs> And just, just really know it alls. And they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're antisocial and just mean sometimes. And, and they don't know and they don't care. And you're trying to explain to them, well, you know, this is kind of not how we treat people. And, uh, and they just don't care. And they just keep doing what they're doing. Uh, and Kyle Dubas seems to be like, you know, he's kind of almost the, the, the personification of that. I don't know if he is or isn't, but I'm just going to. No, well, I'm happy to, I'm happy to assume he is just because I want to hate him more and more. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, um, I, I am gonna, that's one thing. I mean, in all fairness, I, I really don't know how I'm gonna approach next season or if I even feel like approaching next season, which right now I don't. But, uh, I am interested, I will say, in, in how the Islanders players deal with it. Cal Clutterbuck, wasn't he pretty much brought in essentially yeah, because he knew that's that he, John Tavares' good buddy. Yeah. He grew up with them and skated with them and liked them right. and played with them in junior and he's here for like three more years. Like, what, what is he feeling right now? I mean, Matthew Barzell was kind of under Tavares' wing a little bit. And, now, you talk about chips on your shoulder. I mean, do you want to see, I mean, our good friend Keith Quinn, one of his, before, even before this all happened, when it seemed like Tavares was gone, I mean, one of his, my favorite tweets of his was, uh, and Keith, Keith is like the, the dad from a Christmas story. He, he's a, an artist with profanity. You know, he's just great when it comes, it comes, it comes <laughs> up with putting, putting his anger into words that are just hilarious. Uh, he said, I, I he can't wait to watch Barzell Turnstile Tavares. And, you know, there's, I can see that too. Like, it's just, you know, this whole organization is going to definitely have a chip on its shoulder. Uh, insert your Barry Trotz no neck joke here. I'm talking about chips on your shoulder. I don't know if Barry Trotz has <laughs> enough room on his shoulders for a chip, but you know, good luck to him because man, this roster is now looking pretty rough, but hey, you got a long summer. Maybe things happen, you know. Yeah. Oh, All well. right. I think we've said enough. I think we need to get out of here. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I need to eat lunch. I haven't eaten lunch. I'm going to Burger King. I'm going to have to go have. <laughs> King and of lunch and uh yeah so from us to you thank you for listening yes thank you genuinely yes uh we really appreciate it we will be in touch some way somehow mike for the final time this season please tell everybody your twitter handle sure it's uh the big lebowski with two e's the big lebowski with two e's might follow mike there follow me at culture of losing still <laughs> applicable <laughs> after all these years please mm. i beg of you don't ever tell me that I need to change the thing. I'm going to need to change the thing one of these days because clearly I'm not. Oh, and my air conditioning kicking on here in the basement is a sign that we need to go. Thank you very much. <laughs> we appreciate it. Get out there and do what you can and, and enjoy the summer as best you can. Stay off of social media. Stay away. And let's just hope the Islanders can pull out of this thing. Take care. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.